Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, or whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends, welcome to another level of Laugh at a Fuzzball, but not just any level, a promised bonus-ode. What? bona what? Yeah, a bonus-ode. And uh, any of you who listened to the most recent episode, which I believe was 297, with the Fuzzballs, myself, Blue, and Danny, we talked all about Star Wars Celebration. Yes, including the Celebrate Star Wars, come on. Yeah, you could... Uh, hear uh, the dulcet tones uh, bastardizing a song that I definitely sang uh, in choir when I was in high school. But that's all to say uh, we covered the four days of celebration because I was there for all four days and go back and listen to it. Me pointing my fingers like it's a video and like there's a little link that popped up because but there's nothing like that because I'm not fancy like that. But the you know we talked all about the four different days of which Danny and Blue got to enjoy at least one of those days of peace and it was a really great conversation but comma the original plan was to talk all about Star Wars Celebration and then discuss some of the news that dropped like during that weekend that was exciting while like checking out the cosplays and all the vendors on the floor. But the problem is we went to like two hours and like 15 minutes and uh, well a long episode is a-okay here on Fuzzballs. They have gone longer as the podcast is, has progressed all the way up to like almost our seven year anniversary. Wowza. Uh, and almost the 300th episode, double wowza. But that's all to say, I realized, hey, we didn't have time to, to at least give justice to all of the, the news that had dropped uh, from Celebration. But, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to do news episodes. And, and the plan was for the next episode to be a solo episode covering news. But as, as previously when I was typing all the show show notes for that, I was like, hot dog, there's a lot of Star Wars news, which is one of the reasons I pushed the Celebration news up. But that still doesn't change the fact that there's a ton of news. And I thought to myself, self, how do you how do you cover the news and still stay close to celebration? And the answer is this bonusode 26. And that's all to say here is uh, where you get a, an extra episode, uh, two in one week. No, it's not April showers because April's over, fools. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's June, June, not even flowers. It's uh, just June, June powers. <laughs> not, not a thing. But uh, that's all to say, we're going to cover some of the celebration news here. And I'm really excited. There was there was lots of good stuff that dropped during celebration. Although I will say, uh, you know, like, you know, seeing, like, having having been around for like some Comic Cons and Wonder Cons and, and uh, you know, uh, New York Comic Book uh, Comic Con and all the, all the different cons that happen all over the world. And then you get like, you know, DC Fest, Fan Fest and... Netflix has like a little thing that they do now and then D23 there are there are times where you're just like wow news explosion and from celebration while there was a good amount of meaty content to enjoy it wasn't that and I sort of appreciate that because that meant you get to enjoy all the stuff and it is all based on the the different panels I did say it on that you know review of celebration I myself didn't go to any of the panels. First and foremost, the the system with the reservations. I didn't want to waste all my time uh, waiting in line. I also had the 
the extra, the only day where I could have actually done panels and I wouldn't have been hampering, you know, the time of my, my younglings would have been Friday, but that's the day that I chose to do Chewbacca and just like walk the floor and have a good time sweating my, my war warbles off my nard. Well, Chewbacca got nards. Chewbacca has nards and they were sweaty that day. Uh, but that would have been the one day that I could have done some panels and, and afforded to wait in line and not bored the, the tears out of my seven-year-old or my two-year-old. But because, A, when I put on the Chewbacca costume at home, the two-year-old was a little bit scared of it. And it's, it's a little hard to, to push a boy in a stroller that's afraid of the bean that's pushing it. Plus, uh, anybody that's worn a uh, cumbersome costume like that for a time, you don't really want to have to be dealing with a youngling. So maybe in the future, if I went to a celebration and had a bunch of days... Uh, and, it, and it worked out where I had a day without the kids and I wasn't doing a, a big, massive, sweaty cosplay. I would do panels. But the, the good news is that some of the panels stream live. And of course, there's always outlets and other people who went to the panels to talk about it and tell you some of the good stuff. And a lot of the news does come from those things. And, you know, it's, it all started off at Celebration on Thursday with the big Lucasfilm panel. And one of my good friends, who's a skipper with me, Eddie, got to go to that panel. So I got to see some of his comments on the, the book of faces and whatnot. But lots of things. Announcements. Uh, Mando Season 3 coming in 2023. Everybody was like, it's coming at the end of 2022. I'm glad they just, you know, in May, like, finally set that to rest. Like, it's coming February 2023. Uh, Soko will come uh, theoretically sometime after that. And, and sweet, now we have a month and we have a year and we can just, you know, get ready. And of course there's going to be trailers and stuff to get you excited for and remind you about it as the months go by. But there's lots of other Star Wars shows coming as well as that. So, I mean, right now we're in Kenobi season. We're, we're three out of six episodes in. So, you know, that, that's the current thing to be excited by. But then there was the news of Skeleton Crew with John Watts directing and Jude Law starring as a villain, as a hero, it's a, a coming of age uh, of the of like uh, Stand By Me or, or Spielberg or Goonies. It, it's just very, very interesting. Set after Return of the Jedi, so in the same time period as like the Mandoverse. And uh, with with young kids, I think the, the casting for the, for the kids I heard or read was uh, 10 to 14. So, you know, basically Star Wars getting getting their Stranger Things on, but instead of setting in the 80s, they get to set it in the Star Wars universe. And then, you know, centering all these child actors around such a great, amazing actor as Jude Law. And uh, I, I like Jude Law and basically everything that he does. Uh, so even even those uh, Fantastic Beast movies that I'm like, eh, they're, they're okay. They're enjoyable enough. I, I didn't hate watching them in the movie theater. Jude Law uh, was very, very, I, he's magnetic on screen. I've, I've always enjoyed him as an actor. And with John Watts, you know, doing the three Spider-Man films, uh, being done, being attached to Fantastic Four, but then leaving, he didn't leave the Disney nest. He just crossed over to get his chance to do some Star Wars and he gets to do a show. And uh, whether it's uh, six episodes or 13 episodes like Andor, hey, we're going to get this coming of age Star Wars thing, which they have, were very explicit to say is not a kid's show. Uh, although it will, I mean, Star Wars is for kids. We've discussed that here on the podcast, but it, it'll have stuff for, for an older audience as well. And that's really, really exciting. Uh, I think there could be some really cool ideas. Uh, thinking of young people in that universe, there's that entire idea of the, the First Order, like snatching kids up and uh, training them to be uh, First Order soldiers. And could that be a way that they, they attack the story? 
Um, there's there's so many different ways, or or just some kids get up to some adventure on on some planet. Maybe it's Obi Wan's home planet, a Stujan. It's uh it's his brother, brother uh, Jude Law plays his brother uh, Stuart John Kenobi, and it's his his young boy and his friends that that hijack some old Imperial shuttle and go off into adventure. And the reason it's a skeleton crew is you need at least fourteen people to crew that ship. Not that specific ship. I'm not. I think an Imperial shuttle could probably be like one to three people. Anyways, I'll take my nerd hat off. But you know what I mean? The skeleton crew, uh, let's say it takes 14 to pilot whatever ship they have. And they only have five plus Jude Law. So it's a skeleton crew because that's what that means. <laughs> Just running bare bones, the bare minimum you need to happen. Or sometimes that means people working at night. But I'm pretty sure this isn't about the night shift of children in the Star Wars universe. Uh, so I'll, I'll be really curious to see more and John Watts, you know, while uh, acting uh, for the Spider-Man movies, not necessarily, you know, all of all of the actors are adults. He does he does have experience working with younger actors, and it could be really cool. Uh, Lucasfilm, of course, is really cool. Star Wars Celebration, but they didn't just stick to the to the Star Wars universe. They dropped that Willow trailer uh, for the show that comes on Disney Plus November thirtieth. I really enjoy. Uh, the original Willow movie. I, I can't wait to watch, show it to my younglings. And uh, now we're going to get a show continuing that story. And and what that means for for Willow and the and the entire gang. Uh, I'm not sure that Val Kilmer is going to be involved. Unfortunately, you know they had to do some digital wizardry to get him involved in uh in the Top Gun sequel. But uh, apparently, Mad Mardigan is going to be a big part. And and the baby presumably is uh is older and grown up now and there'll be new evil and a new gang uh to to protect the world from that evil and the, the trailer looks pretty and the settings look pretty i have no idea what's going on no concept of the story but all i need is bump a bump i'm like i'm excited and interested and uh and happy to see whatever that show is and then of course we didn't get a trailer uh, but we did get a first image of Indy 5, which is just Harrison Ford not looking as old as he actually is, crossing a bridge of some sort. And it just made me really laugh because uh, some of my friends that I work with do work at uh, the Indiana Jones Adventure. I worked there for five years of my life. I don't currently work there. But said Harrison Ford looking like uh, Indiana Jones cast member tired after an eight-hour shift. <laughs> that, that just made me chuckle uh, but seeing an image i mean that's that's one of many thousands upon thousands of images brought together to create a moving picture and uh and it's filmed and it's happening and uh it's coming to us next year and and that is incredibly incredibly exciting there were other panels uh from like the the books and the comic book side, uh, Phase 2 of the High Republic is happening, set hundreds of years before the Skywalker Saga. I have not yet read any of the High Republic books, but they are really, really high on my list. In fact, at Celebration, I really uh, I, I saw uh, the publishing stand where they were selling all the books, and I, I was going to buy one, but of course I was, I was pretty stingy with my money when I first started. And then of course you go later and things are, are swooped up, but the very first book by Charles Soule uh, Light of the Jedi was actually offered as the freebie provided you bought like $25 of another book. So I was going to buy Brotherhood 
the uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin adventure book that that's one of the newest books has come out I think it might be the newest book I was gonna buy that and then get Light of the Jedi that first book in the in the High Republic which is already out in paperback just to let you know if uh, you don't like buying things in hardback and you wait for the the paperbacks but uh, alas Brotherhood was all sold out and none of the other books looked interesting to me so I did not get either but um, this everything that's gone on so far in phase one of the High Republic still a hundred years or so before for the events of the prequels but now they're going even further back which is really really interesting and and very very exciting and lots of great talented authors involved in that of course we also got the andor teaser trailer i'm not sure if that was during the lucasfilm panel or what but man that trailer just looks good i mean the the star wars television that we've gotten so far on disney plus a lot of it filmed in the volume some of it on location but a lot of it in the volume but uh this one uh by by all looks so much location so much greatness it's just wonderful like it you you get the idea that uh there's gonna be maybe some prequel stuff because uh, remember the cast and andor's family was originally separatist during the clone wars um, but also Imperials and then maybe Coruscant and just so many good stuff. There's some really cool videos you can look up online that break down a lot of the Easter eggs that I can recommend for you. Uh, I don't want to spoil any of the stuff, but that trailer, really, really good. And also, I, I love a good trailer that gives you a lot of great images, gets you hyped, but but honestly doesn't tease any of, of, uh, of the the actual show I, I like to go into a show surprise just knowing that is a, a prequel involving Cass and Andor from the Rogue One movie and uh, and getting to see what that entails and while some might argue that there's no stakes because you know of course the Cass and Andor is going to make it to Rogue One but there were a lot of faces in that trailer and that doesn't mean all those people are safe and it's also exciting you know from what I've heard Andor is basically going to be like half Cass and Andor and the other half following Mon Mothma and I'm very very eager to learn more about Genevieve O'Reilly's Mon Mothma character and her steps in building the rebellion of course there's some really great episodes of Rebels where you get some of that but uh, this seems like really really great ideas and I'm excited for it uh, and Andor is going to be coming to us this year August 31st 2022 which is is so incredibly close to where we are and and i'm i'm very i am very excited for this show of course uh other panels hasbro had a panel where they highlighted a lot of their black series stuff i didn't go to the panel but i definitely checked out the hasbro like little block that they had i mean they had in, in the on the floor they had helmets they had the the lola um a whole bunch of really rad figures there's uh, one of the the Moss Eisley Cantina that that I think is really really cool with Obi and and uh, Evazin and uh, Ponda Baba that that I was like wow that'd be really cool to add to the collection but of course there's no shelf space for it but it's fun to drool over those things but in the in the panel they they dropped uh, that whole bunch of Inquisitor Black Series figures they're going to be coming out which are really exciting for anybody watching Obi Wan including some stuff for the the upcoming video game Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, including a riot scout trooper which looks really really dope and then a, a really badass like two-pack of obi-wan and darth vader that are ralph Macquarie designs so there's a lot of really cool stuff coming in that regard and uh, you can literally go on hasbro pulse right now and see a lot of the really cool stuff that is that is coming uh, for all the toy collectors uh for mando there was actually a separate panel uh there was footage 
that people got to see specifically if they went to it. I did not get to see that footage. It has not been posted online. But from everything I'm, I'm reading, season three of Mandalorian, Mando's going to Mandalore. Bo-Katan will be an antagonist rather than, than just a, a compatriot, which makes sense with everything that goes down with the Darksaber at the end of season two. Also, Jon Favreau confirmed uh, he's working on season four, uh, which is going to be informed by Filoni's work on Ahsoka. So don't just don't just be excited by February 2023. Season four is already being worked on, and that entire Mandoverse is one interconnected story, and that that is really really exciting. It really makes me think that the Book of Boba Fett they should have should have just said like Mandalorian or the Mandalorian universe, the Book of Boba Fett, and that that might have actually solved all the any of the ills that people had from that story. But uh, there was also news from the Ahsoka show. It's going to be live action, and, and as everybody's saying. The Trojan horse actually hiding a fifth season for Rebels because we're going to get live action uh, Sabine Wren played by Natasha Lubordizo as well as uh, there was an image which basically was like them taking the final shots from the last episode of season four of Rebels and giving you like the back of a live action hero where you don't get to see the actress or you get to see uh, Chopper in live action and apparently Chopper actually was brought out onto the floor for everybody to see the droid and his wobbly head and his drunken antics <laughs> and uh, presumably just because of all that we're also probably gonna get Ezra is it gonna be Mina Masood we won't know but that is coming in 2023 and is is really really exciting uh, if you didn't see there was actually a Vanity Fair article I uh, had a really rad cover of Ahsoka and or Obi-Wan Invader and inside Kathleen Kennedy talked about a whole bunch of stuff uh, and one of the things was namely Lucasfilm no longer recasting characters and that being a lesson that was learned from the Solo movie. Of course, during Celebration, she walked back those comments in an interview and uh, basically talked specifically about Donald Glover indeed being talked to about a Lando show. And uh, the long and short, you know, Lucasfilm probably learned some sort of lesson from Solo. They took they took the only hit to their box office where they didn't, didn't make tons and tons of brings trucks of money and and there have to be lessons learned um but she, I, I like that what she was saying is basically if a major character was recast there would have to be a super good valid reason for it not just doing it to make another movie just for movie's sake and uh, i mean case in point in obi-wan kenobi there there are a couple characters that aren't are not the original actors for reasons uh, and it makes perfect sense, and it still honors the characters that we know and love. And I'm not going to say more in that regard for fair spoilers, but there there is a way when they're messing with different timelines to to maybe have different actors play characters that we know. Uh, but that that does mean you know you're not going to get episode ten, and and all of a sudden they're gonna they're gonna be recasting any characters that are still around. Uh, namely, <laughs> I guess after watching episode nine. That'd be Wedge Antilles and Lando, <laughs> maybe, or uh, you know, recasting Poe Dameron or Ray or Finn. Uh, so I don't, I don't foresee that sort of thing happen. Of course, those characters that haven't been around long enough to be beloved, but they, uh, they indeed are, as represented by the floor of Star Wars Celebration. There are lots and lots of people that really, really love the sequel characters. Especially, I saw so many Dabgum Kylo Rens. So many Kalorens, and they're always by themselves and broody. And uh, I don't, I don't know if that says anything about the cosplayers or the character, uh, but interesting. So you know, uh, Kathleen Kennedy talking about that stuff that went down in the Vanity Fair article. And I would definitely say if you haven't read the Vanity Fair article, go back, check it out on the interwebs. 
there's some cool cool images that were taken and uh, and some some very interesting information of course we got the news we're getting a sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and that is going to be Star Wars Jedi Survivor a sequel uh, and uh, sizzle stuff was shown and concept art and and that the the game's coming I, I really I have, I have very very limited information about all of it I know that the 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 makers at respawn have said that it is going to be a darker game it's only coming out on PlayStation 5 Xbox Series X and uh, PC platforms and uh, that it's coming sometime next year in 2023. Uh, I've seen rumors about Darth Maul coming to it, but those are all take with a grain of salt rumors. Uh, in the timeline of what's going on with Cal Kestis, it could make sense. But you, you get continued adventures for Cal Kestis, and honestly, not knowing everything that goes down in that original game, uh, lately I've actually been uh, fiddling with the idea of like jumping on YouTube and just watching watching somebody's playthrough. I'd hoped that Darth John would actually uh, take my request and uh, play through it with Blue so I could watch his videos, but he's not done that yet, and I have not had the time to uh, to play the game with him, nor do I have a computer that uh, has the, the, the whatever, not bandwidth, because that's not the right word. I'm obviously not a computer guy. I always turn to Blue and other friends, because I'm, I'm sort, of, sort of a troglodyte sometimes when it comes to technology. Uh, there are some things I do very well, but uh, when when you go past those things, I'm like, how how do you make the Sparky work? Literally, I call my computer old Sparky because it is on its last legs. <laughs> At some point here in the future, hopefully not the the, the recent uh, future, but uh, I'm probably gonna need a new computer. But uh, anyways, Jedi uh, Survivor coming out from Respawn, and that's also really exciting news from Celebration. Uh, they did have stuff for the Tales of the Jedi CGI show that's going to be coming out. And we got the information. It's going to be six episodes, uh, at least starting out. I don't know how, how many will be total. But three episodes about Ahsoka and three about Dooku. Uh, with Ahsoka, you get her as a baby. You get her as a, as a youngling, youngling. And then there's going to be uh, her facing off maybe against an Inquisitor, which may actually be like them... Uh, dramatizing and giving us live action some of the events from the Ahsoka book, which is very, very good if you've not read that. For the Dooku stuff, we get the return of Qui-Gon, because uh, if you don't remember, Qui-Gon was the Padawan of Dooku. And uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, young Qui-Gon Jinn, voiced by Liam Neeson's son, which is just genius and so, so smart. Uh, also, the triumphant return of Yaddle, uh, and that show does come fall 2022 on Disney+. Plus. Uh, if you ever want to have a really weird conversation, you should uh, jump on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs with uh, Blue and Danny and talk about the anatomy of Yaddle. That actually is something that wasn't recorded the other night when we did our celebration thing, but it was a conversation I had to listen to. And those two guys were very, very much enjoying the conversation. I don't know if I was in a weird headspace or what, but I still sort of feel the same way. I don't want to talk about Yaddle's memories. But if you have that desire, hey, thanks for listening to the bonus ode and hit up Danny or Blue. Uh, there was information for the Bad Batch Season 2 uh, coming fall 2022 on Disney+. Plus, uh, and the, the trailer was great. Uh, included the Emperor, Mother Truck, and Gungi. Uh, looks like a, uh, Omega is a little bit older. She has a really cool helmet to match the Bad Batch folks. Uh, more of uh, the Trandoshan. I can't think of her name right now. Sid? Uh, but the the lady uh, that was was basically financing them, also keeping them in some sort of a... Uh, 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 I don't know, indentured servitude, if you will. Uh, but, you know, the first season of The Bad Batch was really, really enjoyable, and I'm looking forward to more 
from that group of people and how that ties into the greater continuity and lore of the Star Wars universe. I, uh, I celebrate it. And I really like look at all that. I'm like, Tales of the C- Jedi CGI show, The Bad Batch, and Andor. That means there are three more Star Wars things after uh, Kenobi for this year to look forward to. And then next year you get Mandalorian Season 3, you get Ahsoka, and then uh, the very next thing to talk about is more Star Wars Visions coming next year, Spring 2023. And uh, even more exciting, you know, we got seven shorts from, uh, I think, six different Japanese animation studios. But now taking that entire anime flavor, we're going to get shorts from South Africa, Chile, the United States, France, Japan, Spain, India, and the United Kingdom. And if you if you count those out on your fingers, as I say them, that is eight different countries, and presumably eight more Star Wars shorts that that don't have to be canon, that get to explore animation styles and Star Wars storytelling and hot dog is that incredibly incredibly exciting and i'm so glad that an avenue like this exists this anthology animation show anime show to tell fun star wars stories and um really really good news i honestly i need blue to finish star wars visions on disney plus uh, and i can go ahead and rewatch it and so we can actually talk about it on the podcast because uh, that's one thing i really really haven't gotten to talk all that much uh, with folks, but um, really, really exciting news. Lots of stuff to look forward to in 2022. Lots of stuff to look forward to in uh, in 2023. And I mentioned it on the on the celebration, you know, review with Blue and Danny. But straight from the con floor, we were there when you McGregor teased more episodes of Obi Wan. As of right now, all the Disney has said is it's six episodes. It's a limited series. But based off of, of him cheekily leaving and saying, I hope everybody enjoys, you know, episode three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, and then smiles and leaves while everybody's like, brah! And then uh, it took a couple hours, but uh, news outlets picked it up. And uh, could it could it mean more episodes for the first season? Could it mean a season two that he's already in negotiations uh, for? We don't know, but um, so far I've watched three episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've enjoyed the piss out of all three episodes. I've rewatched every episode at least. Well, I think the first one I've only watched twice, but the second and third one, uh, I've watched the second one three times, and the third one, I think I've actually watched it now four times. Uh, so, very, 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 very hyped for what's gone down for Obi Wan so far. Uh, hoping they stick the landing and continue with the. The excellence that I've seen so far, and then of course the the last little news is just uh, the next celebration. It's going to be at London's Excel Center, seven to ten April of twenty twenty three. So if you're if you're the kind of person that's already amping up for the next one, or maybe you missed this one and you want to check it out, hey, if you ever needed an excuse to take a vacation to jolly old London town, there you go. You can you can go to the next Star Wars celebration. Uh, although if I'm if I'm going to London, I would I would want to do a whole bunch of other things (laughs) but you know uh i guess you could plan a big old grand vacation uh but yeah the the 7th through the 10th of april if you're so inclined you can go to london and enjoy star wars celebration if i if i made a lot more money with this podcast or was able to get like uh press credentials or any of that stuff that'd be something i'd be definitely interested in but uh cool news 
and uh, they've done that before. They've had they've had celebration in London. Uh, when I was thinking about it, you know, uh, they did London, they did Chicago, or I think they did London, then Orlando, then Chicago, and then uh, coronavirus like put a, the entire world on pause. So then it went back to Anaheim. So hopefully it's back to Anaheim in four to five years. Uh, it's not another seven years between it, but yeah, next one enjoy it's exhausting but hot dog is it fun and uh that's all of the the news from celebration um so what i what i figured i'd do since i'm already giving you a bonus ode i just i grabbed all the star wars news that was on the laugh it up uh, fuzzballs facebook group plug 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 and some stuff i had to the side and i figured we'll just do a whole big uh, news newsapalooza newsapalooza of Star Wars news. So some more Star Wars news. If you didn't see, they actually Disney released that Boba Fett and Fennec Shand are going to be live in the flesh at Galaxy's Edge starting May 28th. So uh, I'm recording this on the 2nd of June. So five days ago, uh, it became available. And this is good news for anybody that wants to take a picture uh, with uh, with Boba Fett, with Fennec Shand, anybody that wants to see them, you know, walking around Batuu. The problem is that if you're if you're really familiar with everything that goes down on Batu and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, it is it is set in a specific time frame of Star Wars uh, between Episode Eight and Episode Nine, uh, and and having Boba Fett and Fennec Shen there, uh, those events happen you know what six or seven years after Return of the Jedi, so much much before. So it just it raises this interesting continuity question where it makes you wonder is uh, is this the first death knell of Disney not caring about that story anymore? I know a lot of the cast members have to go through a lot of training to be very specific and invested in the story and the timeline and the events, uh, and this does add a little wrinkle to it. Uh, but you know they they don't want to just throw them over over to uh tomorrowland tomorrowland is not star wars land although it might have been smart just to officially go whole hog and make it star wars land even though the buzz Lightyear you know attractions there in autopia and stuff but uh obviously they're not going to use the circle vision theater which became became uh you know the star wars star wars thing forever they're gonna you know that's this land they can use for other things other experiences so now you get boba fett and fennec shan and who knows which characters in the future be there uh really really popular characters from from a mandover show so does that mean Din Djarin is next Grogu is next or or do they stop caring about continuity completely and you get Kenobi and you get Vader uh they already have first order stormtroopers but do you get original generation or uh, original trilogy stormtroopers only time will tell uh, but I do know some people that are are both elated, and also other people that are upset uh, by this addition. I, you know, I I think it'd be cool to get a picture with Boba Fett and Fennec Shan. But hey, I got to have that picture at Star Wars Celebration, so I can wait. But uh, if I'm there and I see them, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, you know, take takes advantage of something. Uh, there was a news; it did come from that Vanity Fair stuff that I was talking about. But Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy is on hold per Kathleen Kennedy but the reason given for his Star Wars trilogy being on hold you know Ryan Johnson has said that he is 100% still working on it but the reason it's on hold is due to Johnson's busy schedule he uh, made the second Knives Out movie and is on contract for a third Knives Out movie for Netflix uh, so you know there's probably some truth to the fact that his schedule is really busy and he's working on other stuff uh, before he can you know 
completely commit to doing a movie or a trilogy for Lucasfilm. But it's probably also not a bad idea to put some space between whatever he wants to do in the Star Wars universe and uh, and the divisiveness that was The Last Jedi Episode 8 of the, of the sequels. I mean, I myself 100% enjoyed the hell out of Last Jedi. I uh, would want to see what Ryan Johnson can do in that space with some new characters and some some new ideas. Uh, but I, I do realize that there are people, you know, that are on my part of the continent that feel the same way. And there's also people that just really, really hate him and feel that he didn't get Star Wars. And while I don't get that, I don't agree. You know what I mean? There's, there's never a bad idea by putting a little bit of distance. I remember when the prequels were not as as loved as they are now. I wouldn't call them beloved. I still think there's people that hate the prequels. Uh, but there is a lot more prequel love now. And as time goes by, you know, as, as a decade rolls around, uh, yeah, it, 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 less people will be be as uh, vitriolic about what Ryan Johnson did for uh, the, the sequels and interested in what he could bring. Especially after, you know, he does these Knives Out movies and people love them. Hopefully the second and the third are as good as that first one. Uh, if you didn't see on the Laughing at Fuzzballs Facebook group, plug, 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 I did throw up some dino Star Wars mashups that were really, really lovely. People taking dinosaurs and turning them into Star Wars. You know, you get an AT-AT Rex, a Tristormatops, a Brachyoda, Darth Cephalovader, Galilea, Velhansel Raptor, R2-Dactyl, which is a bad name since the next wing, uh, and not R2-D2, but oh well. A Steg 3PO, which I really, really, I love Stegosaurus, and while 3PO is not my favorite droid, he's always near and dear to my heart, uh, so I really like that. The Ankleomolus, although I will say that the, the Ankleo portion was spelt wrong, but then maybe that's just me with my boys, Dino Crazy. Uh, Mosasaurus the Hut, which was really funny, Padme, Dilophodala, Indominus Fett. I mean, honestly... 100% full admission I posted these so I could share them with my seven-year-old but I'm really really happy that it seems a lot of people enjoyed them just as much as I did uh, one of the neat things of uh, of the stuff now in the groups on Facebook is they have insights where you can see how many this is post reach so you at least know how many people put an eyeball on it and that's um, pretty cool and there was a good amount of eyeballs of the 650 plus uh, fuzzballs who, who share all the geekery on that page uh, Danny did post on there, rest in peace for Colin Cantwell at age 90, uh, creator of iconic Star Wars ships like the TIE Fighter, X-Wing, Death Star, the Mother Truck and Y-Wing, Star Destroyers, an early iteration of the Millennium Falcon, among others, as well as effects for 2001 A Space Odyssey, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and War Games. Uh, he also attended a prestigious architectural college, worked for NASA during the space race, uh, and one of his claims to fame is assisting Walter Cronkite during the broadcast coverage of the 1969 moon landing. A whole bucket of win, both in the real world and in the fictional world of wars in the stars that we enjoy. And uh, thoughts to his family and his fans. Uh, but, you know, his his designs are so iconic and will live on and continue. An X-Wing will be handed to boys and girls of generation after generation. And they will be fascinated by it because it's such an amazing design. And then there's people like me that are Y-Wing enthusiasts. And just really, really cool. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for those designs, Colin Cantwell. I appreciate it. Uh, there is, uh, well, I guess this is a news I already talked about, you know, John Watts coming of age Star Wars adventure. We know it's Skeleton Crew. Um, and uh, Danny 
uh, well, I actually, my notes say Danny Blue and I discussed this on the last episode, but as I said, that was my intention uh, when we were going to do the celebration thing and then uh, ended up becoming this bonus episode. Uh, long and short skeleton crew, I am stoked for Space Goonies Never Say Die. Uh, I did post on Fuzzballs, you know, for Obi-Wan, if you haven't watched it yet, uh, Disney Plus, the UK version, did put up a watch list. Uh, I know the show is already out. It's aired three episodes. But for anyone who has not yet enjoyed the show and wants, like, some stuff to say, hey, how can I catch up? First and foremost, there's a really great recap before episode one of that show that gives you everything that you need to know from the prequels to lead you into it. But if you wanted more than that, they recommend uh, this order. You watch Phantom Menace, you watch Clone Wars, so you watch Episode 1 and Episode 2. Then you watch the Clone Wars movie. All these things are available on Disney+. Uh, Then you watch Clone Wars Season 2, Episodes 12 to 16. Clone Wars Season 4, Episodes 15 to 18. uh, And Clone Wars Season 5, Episodes 14 to 16. And then you finish it all up with Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. I mean, as, as far as all that Clone Wars stuff, A, uh, I think there's lots of great episodes with, with Anakin and, and Obi-Wan from the Clone Wars that, that'll, you know, uh, let you know the, the relationship that all leads to the stuff that goes in Revenge of, Revenge of the Sith and the, the, the big showdown between them. Uh, but the, those particular arcs that they talk about uh, are, interestingly, uh, you know, Season 2, Episodes 12 to 16, there's the Duchess Satine and Death Watch stuff. Uh, season four, episodes fifteen, eighteen. That's that's Obi Wan faking his death and posing as a bounty hunter with Cad Bane. And season five, episodes fourteen to sixteen, is all the Darth Maul and Duchess Satine stuff and how that all finishes off. Uh, and those those are some interesting choices uh, that that I will say. You know, I, I don't want to spoil anything about Obi Wan, but as as of my watching to this point, uh, I don't I don't see how those specific arcs fit into uh, into Obi Wan. And uh, we'll only know when uh, when the show finishes wrapping up. Uh, one of the last little things to mention, this doesn't come from the Fuzzballs page, but uh, there's some very limited information on the upcoming Ac- Acolyte show from Leslie Headland. I did feel the absence of that show and no mentions of Lando beyond Kathleen Kennedy's comments of uh, still talking to Donald Glover. Uh, but we do know that the Acolyte show is set in the High Republic, uh, will be told from the point of view of the Sith, and apparently Leslie Headland... Uh, such a Star Wars fan that she once wrote Heir to the Empire fan fiction uh, and really, really, really loved the Clone Wars series. So, you know, all that, all that stuff is to say it's exciting. And, and giving a High Republic story that's uh, disconnected from everything that's going down and events can happen that don't ultimately, you know, cause ripples in the things that we already exist in the Star Wars universe. So that's really, really cool. But I wanted to, with all the celebration news, just talk about that show. No release or anything. I don't even know if it's in production. But uh, that show is still happening, and that's the details that we know. Uh, and, and the last little things, you know, just because I, I, I stole all the Star Wars stuff from the Laugh at a Fuzzballs Facebook group, plug, plug, plug. Uh, Justin had the really funny Yoda joke. You know, what did Yoda say when he saw himself in 4K? Mmm, HDMI. <laughs> Such a horrible dad joke. Uh, but it, it's funny. Uh, and then Roman posted that uh, accurate stormtroopers and star wars video from the the quarter crew you know the quarter corridor digital guys um on on uh on on the tube of you they're also the ones that did that uh that batman trailer but featuring the adam west batman characters which was really really great and does uh, i didn't do a deep dive where i kept watching videos from them 
because I really realized like, oh, I need to stop myself at this point before I go too far. But uh, that's uh, that's all the celebration news plus more. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Just real quick, short bonus ode coming in at under the 45 minute mark, which is exciting. And uh, hopefully you enjoy just getting the celebration news and getting the, the extra content for the week. Hopefully you really enjoyed level 297. I think that was such a great conversation between Blue, Danny, and myself just uh, celebrating our time at celebration. And if you didn't get to go, just giving you a glimpse into to some of the stuff that you missed. So if you have FOMO, uh, hopefully that fixes it for you. <laughs> but uh, you know the drill. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast uh, wherever you listen to it. Everything goes through anchor.fm slash laugh-it-up-fuzzball. I really appreciate uh, the free podcast in the Anchor. And if you want to, like uh, the ad at the beginning of the show, if you want to do a free podcast, Anchor is not a bad option to go. And maybe even make a couple ducats. If people listen to your silly antics, like I'm fortunate to have done for for over six years, um, you can buy merch at tpublic.com slash user slash yeah, tpublic.com slash user slash lap dash it dash up dash fuzzball. Uh, there is plenty of merch, including um, just a podcast shirt. My mom bought one just to wear to Star Wars Celebration. Bless her soul. Such a generous mother. I'm very lucky that she birthed me. And I guess you're lucky that she did because I exist and you're listening to me. She's sort of integral to all that happening. So thanks, Mom. Uh, uterinely sponsored by my mother. <laughs> well, that sounds weird. Anyways, it was said. Um, what else? At WikiRiot on Twitter and Instagram. I did post a whole bunch of pictures from Celebration on my Instagram. And I have some funny... I'm like, oh, there's some funny geeky stuff that I want to post up. But what's the what's the appropriate time? So uh, follow me on Instagram, at least. I do... I post on Twitter a little bit, but not as much as I do over on the Instagram. Uh, so... There you go. Uh, you can send me an email, laughingatfuzzballpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I think that is all the stuff. Thanks so much for listening to this bonus ode. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed getting the celebration news and one fell swoop plus more. And uh, until the next level of the podcast, I am your walking carpet, resident walking carpet of geekery, uh, the fuzzy fuzzball himself, Joe the Wookie Riot, your friend and podcast host. And until the next iteration of life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff, TTFN Wookie out.